Georgie? The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to Road to Nowhere, the sci-fi comic book and horror movie podcast. I'm your host Andy Connor and tonight I'm delighted to be joined by Larry Reed. Hi there. And Rob Simpson. Uh, hello. Evening guys, how are we all? Good, thank you. Still kicking. This is a second attempt at recording this, behind the curtain peak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could just unwell un- un- uh, a political rant, but I'm not gonna. You know, I feel like it's just too easy, and I'm not in the mood for it today. Ah, that's fair. <laughs> Aye, yeah, it's the place is burning, and we're all kind of caught in the middle of it. It's lovely. Um, yeah. yeah. So today we are discussing a movie from 1994, 94, 93, Ninety-three. Oh, 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 one of the years. Um, <laughs> the nineties. The nineties. Aye, early nineties. And it is um, an anthology movie. John Carpenter presents apparently. Uh, Body bags. Um, we've came to this with due to David Norton being in it, who was uh, the kind of focus of our last episode on an American werewolf in London. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be the main part discussing the day. Before we get on to that, um, just a chat about what we've watched. Rob, anything interesting that's caught your fancy? Uh, yeah, there's been a few things. Uh, like Should has been on pretty prolific form recently. Mm, definitely. So, uh, the first thing, probably the earliest of the lot, is uh, Dark Glasses, the latest movie from Dario Argento at yeah. the ripe, ripe old age of 81. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a bit crap. Yeah, really? I mean, I, I'm coming from this as like a. I've seen all of his movies except Opera. Opera's the one where, if you've not seen the poster, he has sort of. Um, well, the, the victim has knitting needles essentially sewn to the underside of her eye, so when she blinks, eye violence. Eye violence is one of my buttons. I can't do eye violence. It just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just can't do it. It's yeah. it's, it's like a tongue violence as well. Um, mm. There's a movie called Ichi the Killer in which uh, the Ichi in question cuts his tongue off. Yeah, and even in the making of, it's like, oh no, no, please stay away. Right. Old boy um, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, dark glasses though. I don't know what it is about it. It's just uh, the the thing about a jello is it's like riddled with style, amazing music. Um, fantastic inventive camera angles, uh, nonsense plot, but stylishly staged kills. Mm-hmm. A little bit of nudity thrown in there sometimes. And dark glasses, it's kind of like, what if we took all of that out? Yeah. Okay. Which, I know he's 81, and I should cut him some slack, and it's not as bad as Dracula 3D. 
Um, seriously, if you want to laugh, watch Dracula 3D. It's <laughs> it's the funniest, awful movie I've ever seen. But yeah, it's it's not much of a part, clear. Yeah, um, I mean, I watched. I don't know a lot of Jalo. I've only seen this and Suspiria. Um, adjacent, but. Yeah, aye. don't don't start um, that out with a general purist if you start saying that. Oh, you're you're get <laughs> the back up. <laughs> aye, well, oh. adjacent, and then like another general adjacent one in *Malignant*. That's all. That's all I've seen. Um, yeah. So coming at it as someone who didn't know much about it, I, I really hated it. Like <laughs> it could be that I'm not used to the style. Um, well, maybe. Yeah, it's. Like it was terribly acted. I think that was I mean, his daughter. Usually, are. But are they right? Okay. I mean, that's fine. Like if that's what yeah, you're distracted by all the other stuff going on. Yeah, and as you're saying, it was just quite. I mean, it was just boring. But apart from anything else, I think it was maybe the biggest crime of it. Even though it wasn't yeah. even long. Felt it. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Larry, you ain't your Jello. I love Jello movies. Our mm. Jello was probably my. I would say he's probably my favourite director, probably. He's mm-hmm. really up, well, like, if he's not, he's really up there, I would say top five. And yeah. No, I love those. I love Jello movies. The cheesier and, and the more 70s, the better. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like I like all the agenda movies. It's the Spirit Tenebrae, Opera, Phenomena, which is not really a Jello movie, really. It's more about it's nuts. a weird sort of like a... Sort of a weird sort of... Not, not even a monster movie, because a very creepy, weird... Ghostly sort of movie, but the, yeah, actually, yeah, it's, still, yeah. it's still fun. And Dollar Prize is in it as well, so the uh, funniest monkey reveal in cinema history. The best monkey reveal, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not spoiling it because it's just <laughs> a swallow that failed. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're right. all really good. I, I, I like, you know, not just not just Argento when it comes to Jello, like, you know, Luke Fulci, I like hmm. Gregorio Di Dato, I like all those. Sergio Martino is another yeah, good yeah, one. Yeah. Stage fright is what a, a, a particular favourite of mine. Not the one with Meatloaf. The one, the, the <laughs> yeah. 80s one with the uh, weird owl man. Um, yeah, that's a but I, I, I really love them. I've not not seen Dark Glasses yet, so I'm quite I'm sort of scared, almost scared to go into it because it's been so long and his last mo- Argentus movies are not really really good. Hmm. He has sort of like been on a kind of downstroke, so I'm kind of worried about going to see it, but. You guys aren't really saving it for me, so um, I'm looking. I'm, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I'll, I'll definitely look, at, look into it. And maybe, maybe I like it. Maybe your tastes are, you guys' tastes are different than mine. Exactly. I mean, if, if, if anything, at least it's at eighty minutes. I mean, yeah. there you go. <laughs> it needs a very good movie. Is just is it long or short? Aye. Like, if uh, it's rubbish and short, I'll give it a go. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like so many stars in that, like George Hilton, Ed Vige, Finnick, and all these amazing stars. But this is it. It would have been his daughter, but I think it's somebody else. Um, right. Uh, just double check on that. Just well, I so think, I, I think Asia's in this film, is she not? I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm sure she is. I'm sure she's in this. Yeah. But I don't uh, know because I'm, I'm sure that she was there. Oh, I'm not even going to begin to pronounce that. Uh, <laughs> Um, Ileana Pastorelli. Yeah, done well enough there. There you go. Uh, Asia Argento is in it, but yeah, it's yeah, it's not great. No, yeah, wasn't wasn't um, wasn't one for me either. Um, anything else? 
Um, I watched Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. You know, when you're just in the mood, you don't <laughs> want anything that like pushes your brain. Anything, you just yeah. I want Aye. something Aye. camp and stupid. Aye. So, uh, for some reason, I don't know why Elvira popped into my mind, and that was like uh, free on Pluto TV. And if I, hello, I have got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Never seen any of her stuff. Ah, uh, she's the best. She's the best. Very fun. And she's um, big yeah. I mean, mm. I can understand that. Crushing <laughs> yeah, on forever. Um, and two newer ones: uh, VHS nineteen ninety nine, uh, which mm. is another shoulda one. Mm-hmm. Um, my first VHS movie. I don't know yeah. why. Uh, I think it just I was fatigued with uh, found footage movies after Apollo thirteen, and I just thought, you know what, <laughs> I've done. I'm done with this stuff. I can't be doing it anymore. I just Apollo, uh, Apollo eleven. On our 13, that was one where this is the reason why we don't go back on the moon because apparently all the stones on the moon are actually little aliens that are going to kill us. Right, okay. I don't think I've seen that one. I thought it was Apollo 11. I'm sure I've seen one Apollo 11. Um, Apollo 13 is there. Is that another Tom Hanks Tom Hanks movie. movie. <laughs> it ends with uh, the rocket going up into space and blowing up, but the camera is still fan footage style. It's like, you know what? You, this yeah. makes no sense what's going on here. So. Yeah, I gave up the film footage, but uh, VHS ninety nine. I think uh, honestly, it's great. Mm. It's a fantastic yeah. anthology yeah, so horror that, movie. Yeah, that was Apollo eighteen. It's called that. From just checked there. So. Apollo eighteen. Ah, yeah. yeah. But that one, that was the one where I thought, you know what, done. <laughs> Aye. Just a bad uh, movie. Yeah, VH. I think we've all watched VHS ninety nine. Yeah. So when we can, maybe have a wee bit more of a chat about. They've definitely leaned in. I know, obviously, that's your first one. Yeah, they've leaned more into the comedy a yeah. lot more, the kind of ridiculousness of it. Then the the first two are quite serious, and I definitely I would say the first one actually properly got mm. me with some of the scares. Hmm. Um, with the um, it's not banshee, a, a succubus woman that yes. really got me. Um, but yeah, this time they've leaned in. They've obviously got the Deadstream director uh, and writing team. Behind one of them, which is great. In fact, all five—I generally thought all five segments were brilliant. Uh, really good fun, proper Halloween night movie. That I think. Yeah, definitely. You got a very varied cast. Uh, Johannes Roberts, who's done all sorts. Uh, what? I just mm. get the list of things directed. But uh, the first one, uh, Shredding. Mm. Uh, directed by Maggie Levin. I mean, usually these are like uh, new upcoming directors who do this, but I don't know who Maggie Levin is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Shredding was about how a obnoxious bunch of teenagers who were in some sort of like carriage punk band decided yeah. that oh there's a something happened nearby. Um, I can't remember. It was like a an accident where the band yeah. got crushed and there, there's a fire. Yeah, that's it. And their souls still remain there, so we're going to go down there and play with their, with their stuff. Goes badly, <laughs> as you would expect. Interesting. I mean, it doesn't. I think there was like some sort of Indian folklore I put in that as well. That was interesting. Like, I think it was called right. the yeah, yeah, Boot yeah, or something. Yeah. Mm. That was a yeah. One of the band members is going on about it, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Suicide Fade, that was one by Johannes Roberts. He mm-hmm. did uh, the sequel to The Strangers, the shark movies, like 39 Metres Down and stuff like that. Yeah, right, okay. Right. That was good. Uh, again, that was another good day. As I said, I, I don't think I would fault any of them. Maybe... Yeah. I think the fourth one yeah. was like uh, Peking or I can't remember what that was called. Yeah, 
uh, suicide yeah. being uh, that's about sort of the uh, hazing things and one of the hazing things is the bury people alive which is bloody hell that's uh, mm. extreme yeah, right uh what's the third one the third one was aussie's dungeon which was done by flying lotus which is uh, aussie's dungeon a tv show a kids tv show one of the contestants is badly injured and it just sort of hard segues into sort of a <laughs> well, I don't know what that is, sort of a um, kidnapping situation going on there. Yeah, yeah. That's got um, uh, the guy for GTA 5 in it. Uh, God, I forgot his name now. Steve Ogg, is it? Or Trev- yeah, Steve Ogg. Trevor. Trevor in GTA 5, that's his name. But, uh, he's uh, been in Walking Dead and things. Uh, yeah, again. The Gawkers, that's the. The Gawkers. One, which. Uh, <laughs> Hot girl moves over the road, bunch of teenage boys are trying to film her and hack her computer, and then, oh, she's something else. Aye. Aye. It was, yeah. I, I think that was probably the, my least favourite out of all of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was okay, though. Like, yeah. It was not, not, uh, not a huge issue with it. Um, and, uh, the last one to Helen back, Vanessa and Joseph, Joseph Winters, the dead stream uh, pair, did that yeah. one. Yeah, that was great. I loved that one. Yeah. So they get a lot in. It's mm. very fun. Aye. I think it's one of the longer ones, I'm sure, as well. It's quite long. Nearly two hours with it. Is it really that long? Mm. It's about an hour and 52, I think. But it doesn't feel like it. That was... Uh, it no. just sort of zips by. Mm, quick. Mm, definitely. Yeah, I can understand why people don't like it, but um, I think they're just sort of over-processing it, maybe. It's just a fun horror movie. And horror is in a state where it's kind of taking itself a bit seriously these days. Bye. Yeah. I like you talking about Deadstream there, sorry. Well, that, and that too. I mean, I love Deadstream yeah. for the same I, reason. Oh, VH, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Start again. Very um, similar styles, especially in the last, the Helen Back kind of episode. But aye, that was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. such a wild idea, though. I mean, to get dragged to hell. And then <laughs> literally, uh, I've got to get back into Worth by finding the right demon, and it all goes right. to pot. And it's right. the two worst Mab- people. <laughs> Mabel the Skullbiter. Yeah. She's great. She's the best. Aye. Um, you said there was one more as well, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, something in the dirt. The new one from mm. uh, Benson and Muirhead. Which, yeah. Um, this is a COVID movie, and it's just basically them two and their. Well, something weird happens with like this glass um, mm-hmm. thing that one of I think it, I don't know which one's which, uh, which one's yeah. Benson and which one's Muirhead. <laughs> one of them uh, bring has this sort of like glass thing, and it just starts floating. Um, all of a sudden, then it's sort of uh, them two going down a rabbit hole and try to find out what this is, and set up all these right. really different camera setups. It talks about sort of a uh, hauntology and what's that magazine the uh, the weird magazine about all the sort of cultish things in the UK. I can never remember the name of it. Mm, I know what you mean, but I kind of think off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, but it's it's kind of abstract and very, very dense with what it's talking about. So if you're not in the right mood of it, I think it's just mm. you bounce off it completely. But isn't that true of all their stuff? It's all a bit... Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, weird yeah, sci-fi. It's and... ending, yeah. So that was Rob's picks for this week, whether he recommends them or not, <laughs> in terms of dark glasses anyway. Uh, um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Larry, what about yourself? Yeah, I've uh, watched VHS 99, really, really enjoyed it. 
Um, mm-hmm. Watched Halloween Ends. Really loved it. Um, yeah. As we've you probably heard the last show. If you listened to the last show, we, yeah. we, had, we had thoughts, feelings. None of them. None issues. of them good. No. But if you liked it, awesome. If you didn't like it, then welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome mate. to our side. Um, but yeah, like just it was a bit, I don't know. And I, apart from that, I've been watching Chainsaw Man. I started now, which is really a fun anime. Um, very gory, mm. very mental. Um, ah. I watched a film called Bedeviled, which is a film from 2010. Nasty Korean movie. It's, yeah. it's a hor- horrible, just, just a very, very, if you, if you don't like um, being triggered, then it's not a film mm. to watch at all, but it, it does have a that. very like mental ending. It's a uh, rape yeah. revenge, isn't it? Yeah, like so it's kind of, a, you think it's going to be about this, this one person and it sort of shifts very sort of into sort of being like about abuse and been a woman being treated like shit that living on this island and it's and almost kind of are sort of you think with the product is going to be sort of for the whole movie is it been sort of like quite gaslighty and mm. um shitty and you find it more and more yeah. but it's it's very very brutal and very when it get it's it's brutal but then it gets to the point where like the sort of revenge element comes into it and it becomes even more mental and very, 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 very gory. Um, but I thought it was really good. Uh, yeah. I've learned about it from, from an, another movie reviewer called Chris Stuckman um, mm-hmm. on YouTube. He was talking about his Halloween episodes. And I was like, it's not really something you watch. <laughs> you want to particularly watch in your Halloween rotation, but it is really no. good. It's really f- um, not fun, but certainly well, well made. made. And another kind of film that I I would have completely passed me by if somebody hadn't really pointed it out, I think. So I really enjoyed it. I watched It's um I think the Far East when they like Asian cinema, mm. once they get if they get something that's fucked up, if they get it right, yeah. I don't think you see that style anywhere else. Like we like some of the kind of extreme Korean cinema, Japanese cinema you see. Like oh, the Japanese are the marmot stuff. The Japanese are definitely the marmot stuff. You don't yeah. become that buttoned down <laughs> and repressed without being totally screwed up in their head. I mean, some of the movies that have come out of that country, holy shit! Mm. And Korea yeah. as well, like just in terms of that, that's it's so like I don't know what about what is about of Asian cinema that just be, like you said, you said Rob, that's <clears throat> Japan is known for being very clean and very pristine and very like you kind of hide your se- so hide sort of sexuality, but then it's you've got sort of manga and very like. Well, uh, anime the, where it's very, very, very like oh, sexual big boobies kind of thing, but oh yeah, um, but it's simply well, no, 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 we don't, don't, don't talk about the stuff where it's like oh, all our porn is blood, it's all our porn is blood. Just to um, explain what sort of country it is, if you walk through the street eating, somebody will phone the police on you. Really? Yeah. That's nuts. So that explains why really the cute. stuff is kind of uh, goes the other way, really. Yeah, yeah it's a, a, a really fun film. <laughs> A really good film. I, I really recommend it. It's like, <coughs> um, and apart from that, I've started watching watching The Watcher. Oh, I um, um, few episodes into that now, which is pretty, it's pretty good, it's pretty fun. Naomi Watts is not Naomi, Naomi Watts. Bobby Cannavale. 
Mm. Yeah, Faro as well is in it. Yep. Nice. And um, I can't remember the guy's name from Spin City and Big Mouth. Right. Um, but it's really, really fun. It's it's very kind of a slow burn, but uh, not, not, you know, gory or anything just yet, but it, um, mm. it's promised to be a bit more interesting and sort of a thriller kind of thing. But it's really good. And Ryan Murphy sort of pulled back the the usual having people sing Kurt Cobain, lots of Nirvana songs that drop of a hat. I've got no Aye. basis in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, and after, I think, at least our background <clears throat> is for Dahmer. Just now, in mm. terms of like kind of glorifying violence, it's, it's a bit of more quite reserved, and which I'm quite enjoying because that's what I kind of liked about the first season of American Horror Story. Was even though it was yeah. quite, it was a little bit campaign bits. It was still quite like mm-hmm. reserved and slow and. You know, Aye, not not over the top. But then, obviously, later on, as we've they've kind of moved on, he's went right. I need to make completely fucking mental. So, Aye. um, yeah, it's, it's fun so yeah. far, and I'm me and my girlfriend are really enjoying it. So, hopefully, it turns out. Yeah, uh, started watching Midnight Club, but I would just same actually. I'm not a fan again. I just just this wasn't a. I'm not a fan of it. I got a few episodes in, and I was like, mm, it, it wasn't Aye. grabbing me. Isn't the concept about a, a terminal a home for kids with terminal illnesses? Yes, yeah. spooky stuff starts happening. It's kind of like Aye. it's kind of like Are You Afraid of the Dark sort of thing, where they tell they tell stories and then all the stories, even if they're not tangentially linked to that other person, the other person will be in it, like playing some other part. It's quite interesting, but mm-hmm. um, and it's cool to see how the lagging camp again and and. See her acting again and be like, "Oh, there's Nancy," um, but right, it's right. it wasn't. I find a few of the characters quite too annoying for it to to kind of carry mm. on watching it because I just, I just. And if you know, if, if you have watched it, you know who I'm talking about. But um, yeah. some people can for sta- stand that person, and I can't unfortunately. So I had to move <laughs> on a little bit. But yeah, that's that's, that's about it, really. Yeah, been. Hey. I've uh, I've just started my nightclub as well. I've only watched the first two. I'm quite enjoying it, to be honest. Um, I have watched, finished up with House of Dragon, House of the Dragon, or whatever it's called. Uh, again, decent. Like I, I've not bought the hype as much as other people seem to have, but it has been good. There's been I could probably cut a couple of episodes maybe for a season. Um. And then She Hulk that finished last week as well. Again, oh, wow. Probably one of the Marvel's strongest. The internet. You enjoy that? The as well? internet is not like that one, but no, I quite no. enjoyed it too, yeah. They were not a fan of it. No. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, movie wise, I saw Black Adam on Sunday. Wow. Who was that um, for you? Do you know what? It's okay. Like, DC can maybe do with some just that was fine type of movies. Like, yeah. it seems to either be utter, utter shit or, like, James Gunn Suicide Squad that's great. Like, there's never seems to be a cut in a middle ground. Yeah. And this was fine. Yeah. Like, um, it's pacey. It's two hours. Just I think it's just short of two hours. But the action never lets up, which is fine. And it's not a big, long origin story yeah. that starts the movie. It's kind of peppered throughout it. So... And it's all set in the one city or the one um, country of Kandak, it's a DC made up country. Um, and 
the it, because of that as well, it kind of makes the stakes feel a wee bit lower. Yeah. Um, the Rock's fine. He plays it fairly straight. A couple of bits near the end where he's loosening up a wee yeah. bit. Um, I imagine he just plays the Rock though, doesn't he? It's just a man mountain that beats the shit out of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was quite funny. There's funny elements in it because he is so violent, like, in terms of his character. He's just, without a hesitation, will just kill someone. Like, not a, doesn't bat an eyelid. So that kind of, when heroes turn up, their odds over that. Mm. It goes in, uh, and maybe tries to be a bit political with the Justice Society turning up to take in Black Adam, but he's the champion of Kandak. So they're coming to, they say they're coming to bring peace and make sure nothing bad happens. The people of Kandak are basically saying, where have you been? We've been under military rule for 30 years. Yeah. It's it's not delved into too deeply. Um, As I said, the stakes keep a wee bit long, shorter because of smaller, sorry, because uh, it's all in the one area. Um, Pierce Brosnan is good as Doctor Fate. Yeah, um, quite good. And they've got one character who plays. I don't know the the kind of alter ego name, but he's Atom Smasher. Oh yeah, the guy. The guy who's going to be He Man. Is that he's going to be He Man, right? Oh, well, Atom Smasher. Bringing back He Man. No, that, that guy, Noah Centennial. What right, was okay. going to be He Man, apparently, but I think they've sort of put the kibosh on that. Um, Aye. But, yeah. He's, um, they're trying to make him almost Peter Parker esque in this. Ah, right, okay. Right, right. Uh, it wasn't for me. He wasn't great. Yeah. It, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a bad performance, it just didn't land. But that was, I mean, Black Adam was alright. Um, what else? I watched I watched Peril, uh, Mia Goth, the prequel to X, which was fantastic. Possibly my favourite movie of the year, maybe uh, second between the one I'll talk about next. Um, it's just great. Mia Goth's phenomenal in it. It's a really strange movie. Like, the score that's in it makes it feel almost a bit like um, The Wizard Oz, something like that. Very whimsical score. I've heard it's kind of like a John Waters movie. Have you seen any of it? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, well, since I've seen any of them, but yeah. Um, it kind of, similar to X, it plays out as it is, and then it just goes a bit nuts at the end, which is good. But yeah, it's really great. Uh, Mia Goss, brilliant. Um, try to think if I've, actual movie-wise, if I've watched anything else that... One I will mention, Grim Cutty, which is on Disney Plus, is fucking terrible. That's all I need to say about that. Just don't watch it. You'll see it's, it was getting pushed quite a bit on in terms of the the adverts on when you go into the Disney Plus app. Mm. Awful. Push, push. <laughs> don't bother with it. Um, and then uh, last night, this morning, I just got back from London for a flying visit to go to a press screening, first one I've been to, um, of Barbarian the new kind of hyped horror movie that's coming out. we got a lot of hype at Fright Fest. It's going to be out the day of this recording. It's going to be out this Friday coming. And it's just so good. Like, it's funny. It's scary. It has numerous twists that you don't expect. You really don't see coming. 
Um, she's done absolute ball like between that and Peril, I think for my, my favourite of the year. But it's just <laughs> like talking to Rob before it, uh, before we started recording, and I'm going to try and do a review for it. And I don't know how. <laughs> like one line, it's really, really good. Go and see it because I don't want to give anything away. Um, starts uh, a woman turns up to an Airbnb and there's someone already there. They've been double booked, and that's that's pretty much all. It's stuff starts happening. Um, yeah, Barbarian, check it out. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch. So that was our recommendations or recommended to avoid, if you like, for some of them for this week. And now for our main talking point and our main movie of discussion this week, it is 1993's Body Bags. Um, uh, anthology horror, maybe in the the realms of a type of creep show or Tales from the Crypt style. Multiple directors, multiple stars. Oh yeah, tons of stars. Multiple, yeah. Um, in terms of quality, it's we'll come on to, and it's possibly varying. But again, we'll come on to that. Um, 
I'll give the synopsis for this one this week because I usually try and fob it off, but I'll just do it because it's fairly quick. Um, the coroner, played by John Carpenter, is essentially giving us three tales of three victims in his morgue. Um, we have the gas station story, which mentions Haddonfield in it at one point, just as a subtle hint to John Carpenter. Uh, a second story here about a hair transplant gone wrong, but not in the way you might think. And the third story, I, about an eye transplant gone wrong, I suppose. <laughs> like, very similar themes in the last yeah. two. From John Carpenter. Something's coming. Maybe I'll see you around. Huh? I see things. I think maybe I can help you. Something strange. Weird. Gruesome. Painful. Sexy. Yes, yes! When can we do it? Something shocking. <laughs> Your brains are the only food on which we can thrive. <laughs> what have you done to me? Something... Terrifying. I have to finish digging your grave. John Carpenter presents Body Bags. Rob, I'll come to you first on it. What before we go into real detail? Um what are your overall thoughts on it? Um, I mean it's a TV movie. And as far as TV movie and horror the mm. TV movie anthology horror, there's a sentence. I think it's really fun. Love to see more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of people, a lot of stars, uh, just dicking about in horror, and doing some yeah. wild ideas. So I don't think mm-hmm. it. You know, you know, whatever you say about it, its uh, existence is pretty cool. Yeah, no, definitely, Larry. But yourself, I loved it. I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a, I'm a yeah, John Carpenter fanboy, so. But this yeah. is like, yeah. as far as, um, if you're a fan of horror, especially 80s horror, this movie is the, f- the film we watch because about everybody, <laughs> everybody, every direct, every horror director's name that's worth the salt is in this movie, um, which we'll probably mm-hmm. go into in a little bit. Um, if you can have, you can have B-movie actors in here kind of thing. I loved it. I thought it was really, mm-hmm. fun, really fun, very daft. Very, very fun to see my, yeah. my my boy Mark Hamill be creepy and disgusting with mm-hmm. a lovely, interesting yeah. ma- moustache. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, I, I just thought it was really fun. It's like it's definitely a film you can sit and watch at least a time of year, and it's not like super gory. It's not super mental. It's not super serious. It's very yeah, daft and very like light-hearted. Yeah, it's like creep show. Like yeah. it's like if you, if you like creep show, like creep show too. Or the Willies, which is one of my f- ones when I was a kid. Um, mm. I think you really like, like it, so you should watch it. Yeah, Creep, Creep Show is a good example because uh, this is done by Toby Hooper and John Carpenter. And let's be honest, them who, yeah, John Carpenter especially, he's very serious. Yeah. He's also a, yeah. a horrible human being, but the stuff he's produced is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's same. Then with Creep yeah. Show, though, uh, George A. Romero. Very serious filmmaker, but the first creep show, very silly. And Stephen King as well, like yeah, both two quite serious guys. Like, yeah. Not known for his um, 
He's wet. Stephen King. Aye. Um, aye. It's, it's real strange. It reminded me, I don't know if any of you remember The Outer Limits yeah, so as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was like anthology, but it was like a new story a week, wasn't yeah. it? I think it was maybe two mm-hmm. stories a week or something aye. like that. Was it two so, stories yeah, a week? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, again, I had a, a great time with this as well. John Carpenter properly acting up Hammy yeah, as anything yeah. as well as the as the coroner. It was great. I didn't expect I don't know why he doesn't act any more, though. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, I mean, he's not... I, I wouldn't say he's brilliant in terms of his acting chops, but he's funny. He's... It seems like he's enjoying himself, yeah, even yeah. though, you know, that's not something we always associate he's with that. He's channeling his um, um, crypt keeper, isn't he? Oh yeah, it yeah, yeah, looks yeah. like him as well. Yeah. Mm. That's a horrible thing yeah, to say. You know, but it was, um, yeah, um, yeah. I have just, uh, I think anthology movies that we've mentioned, um, the VHS ones. I think, especially around this time of year, Halloween, they are good fun yeah. to watch. They're good ones you can tune out of if there's maybe a story you're not as invested yeah. in. Knowing that 15 20 minutes later you're going to have a new one. I mean, it's, an, it's in comedy, great. horror, or sort of my like soft spots. I'll always have a, a good time watching those. Mm. And if you get a comedy, horror, anthology, ah, forget about it. Mm. I'm all in. Hi. I should have mentioned actually, and um, this is poor hosting, but I rewatched Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which is just yeah. one of, if not the best comedy so, uh, horror. That's ever the been. best uh, Texas um, Chainsaw Massacre gag in cinema history. <laughs> mm-hmm. Running through yes. the forest. <laughs> aye. Yeah, it's great. Um, but I'm sorry, that was just a wee bit of uh, divergence there because it just popped back into my head. Um, we'll go through this then, basically, in the order of the stories and what mm. we thought of them. The first one, the gas station. Hi. This is Bill. I can't come to the phone right now. So maybe you could just leave a message. See, I got a sore throat. Be better if you could call back. If you want to leave a message, just wait for the beep. Beep. Oh, Larry, I'll come to you if you want to just give us a quick rundown of this and then we can go. Yeah, so it's about a, a girl that's taken off the night shift in a garage um, mm-hmm. she's kind of there's a killer on the loose and she's left all to, all to herself and as she as the night kind of progresses she finds uh, gets met with a lot of different char- characters including David Norton from a previous episode mm. American Wolf in London playing sort of like a leather jacketed sort of professor looking guy very kind of uh, yeah. You sort of who you sort of misdirect and think, well, he's a bit creepy and a bit like forward. <laughs> Maybe he's yeah. got something to do with all these killings, but um, yeah. And you get and as I say, I've spoke a bit before about um, directors turn up. We've got Wes, we get Wes Craven as a, a sort of drunken, creepy bum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get uh, we get. Um, one of the guys from Revenge of the Nerds, um, was it Robert Carradine? I think I can't remember. I can't remember his right, Revenge okay. of the Nerds. 
That's yeah, it's Robert Carradine. There's a lot of Carradines, but yeah. it is the Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Robert Carradine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, which took me a little, a little bit to remember because I've I just looked at his teeth and I was like, oh, there he is. Um, there's that nerd. Sam Raimi's there as well. <laughs> this is probably, probably the. I don't know if it's what the one I like the most. I think, but this is a really fun part of it. It's about quite a serious and it's quite kind of gory and it's got an amazing, um, mm. amazing ending to it. Um, in terms Sam of Raimi's in there, really, yeah, yeah, Sam Raimi as well. Yeah, Sam Raimi's yeah, yeah. the employee of the, the month, the picture and the the corpse. Because <laughs> that was a good mystery. I like really like that mystery there because you think, because it sort of pans up. You see him as picture and you go, oh, this is we're going to see him, Sam Raimi. Like and, and like, no, it's not. It's like. And somebody completely different, so mm. that was really really fun. So it, it, it was quite clever. Yeah. It was clever, even that that part was very clever to have sort of mystery. You think, oh, Sam Raimi's going to turn up, and then he turns up as a, a corpse, a sucking hooker. Yeah, um, probably the <laughs> easiest acting gig he's ever had in his life. Aye. Apart from Vincent. it's um, aye, it's the it's certainly the more straightforward out yeah, the three. Yeah. It's pretty much it's a, a slasher. Yes. Of a of a of a fashion, um, and it's a. Uh, I think this is the one that Carpenter directed. Yeah. They mentioned Haddonfield yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he goes the first two, and Toby Hooper is the third, if I remember correctly. He did right. Okay, right, cool. Um, but yeah, it definitely feels more Carpenter esque, but uh, a bit less less serious than maybe like a Halloween. Um, we've had these numerous cameos. He said David Norton, Wes Craven. Wes Craven thought yeah, he was <laughs> just a total <laughs> lech. Um, and we get a point. The basically, yeah, night shift inside this garage, and then you get this kind of trope of the creepy homeless man who wants to use the toilet, which was. I quite, quite thought that was quite fun. A nice wee nod to something that maybe it's again it's became a trope, isn't it? That that person is then not actually someone yeah. you worry about because they focus everything on there, focus everything on the homeless guy, but he's a, for all intents and purposes yeah, harmless. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really, really. Rob yeah, yourself for this one. Yeah, it's Enjoy the best it. one of the three. Uh, easy. I think yeah. it's uh, it's just mm-hmm. so tense. When nothing's happening, it's incredibly mm-hmm. tense, and that's really, really well directed. Yeah. I remember that feeling when I uh, used to work at a supermarket, and you're one of the last people around, and that feeling that anything could happen mm-hmm. now, and no, nobody be able <laughs> to help you. I remember that feeling very, very Aye. well. It's, it's captured perfectly here. R- really solid little Aye. shot. Crap window though. Mm-hmm. I know he's hitting it with a sledgehammer, but nobody throws a sledgehammer that much that quickly. You well, you know, gas yeah, himself. It was it was very much uh, going going to town on that for a long long time. I'm like, you can just run away, like mm-hmm. literally. Like, he's taking his time, like, and it's a plastic window for like about the last twenty minutes. <laughs> it's um obviously the, the kind of main reveal in it is uh, that the guy who she thinks is her workmate and said he's going to help her turns out that he's the killer and he's killed Sam Raimi's. Bill, sorry, uh, and taking his name badge and everything. It was quite obvious at the start, wasn't it? I thought, like, yeah, it's yeah. fine, but I genuinely, I was expecting him to come back, but I, 
thought it was quite telegraphed. Like, certainly for again, this has been over years of watching horror movies, but it was still well done. But it was definitely, definitely quite yeah, obvious. There's quite a few. Little, I see. Like we spoke about the Haddonfield getting mentioned. There's a depth. There's, a, there's mm. a, the Michael Myers shot where you, know, you see her sort of, and it's a, obviously Robert Carradine's in the distance. You see him sort of get up. Yeah. You think he's dead, and he kind of gets up and like starts kind of lumbering towards her again. So there's a lot of like. You couldn't help be John Carpenter on that little. So he's like, "Oh, nah, I definitely have to do all the Halloween stuff right now, don't I?" I'm like, "Yeah, okay, cool, go for it." Oh yeah, he does the kind of hmm. he does the Michael Myers, you know, Halloween shot basically. Stick, yes. Aye. Yeah, I'm just concerned about how they manage that place because she goes in the other place, the garage, and they've not locked up. Oh all. yeah, 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 that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor management. And she got another key management there. Honestly. It could have been something maybe that they could have done with it. Like she's always got her key, she's always indoors, and then he brings the key around to yeah. try and get in. And it's like a, a standoff with each other, one key <laughs> either side <laughs> to open the door. Yes, it's a fun, fun slasher, fun take on the slasher. The only thing I would say is I, I could have maybe done with some on screen kills, but then. Well, you get one. Uh, aye, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I could have. Yeah, I suppose that would begin delving too much into it. You're talking about a full movie, yeah. then, really, aren't you? <laughs> you don't need but to I watch could... it anymore. We've we've covered it all. Very much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, decent one. Um, and I think this one, what it done well was, it doesn't give you the body at the start. I suppose it doesn't give you them in, in the three of them. but So this is one of the good parts of the movie is hinting and you're trying to maybe work out who's going to be in the yeah, body yeah. bag. Um, and you get the reveals after, obviously. It is a bit of a common idea with um, uh, anthologies, though. Uh, Tales from the Hood does the same thing. I think Tales from the Hood is so much better. That's <laughs> an amazing, amazing right, movie. I've seen that. But uh, yeah, that's about... Uh, a funeral home, I think, and he just shows different bodies. So, that was part one. Um, now we're going to part two. Probably the one that works the least for me, but still fun. Yeah. Definitely the, the least serious yeah. out of the three. Um, more ridiculous. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously as well, which is good. Um, and this is <laughs> yeah. here. this crap. I disgust you, don't I? What disgusts me, Richard, is your inability to accept yourself as you are. I just don't want to be a bald guy. You're not a bald guy. You, you're, just, you're just a thinning hair guy. It means the same thing. It doesn't mean the same thing, okay? What it... I just can't deal with you when you're like this, okay? Megan. Oh. Megan. Megan, please. I think we need to spend some time away from each other. Oh, sure. Just walk out on the bald guy. Do yourself a favor, Richard. Wash your head. Um, Rob, I'll leave this one. Well, uh, <laughs> Stacy Cage is the star of this one, mm. and he's gone bald and. 
Don't know what that feels like. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he he's tying too much of his personality up to it. He's just completely sabotaging his life. Um, pushing everybody away. Mm-hmm. And then on TV, he sees this advert. Um, a revolutionary new place to get your hair sorted. And it's on uh, late night TV, flicking through channels. And who should be running that clinic but David Warner? And honestly, just, just get out now, because mm. it's not going to go well if David Warner's running no, the no, place. No, definitely not. Um, so he goes ahead with it. Um, and also there is... Um, oh, here we go. Names. There's just so many names. Uh, it was Blondie, Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry. Yeah. Debbie Harry, yeah. Um, and yeah, things go, obviously, pretty badly. Pretty awesome first, mm. but then it, it sort of all falls to pieces for him. Hi. <laughs> it's uh, this is a weird one. Like yeah. really strange. It also gives me the bulk. See hair, like plug hole hair or a hair mm. in your mouth. Um, what comes to fruition is essentially David Warner's running a. A hair transplant clinic, but it's to insert aliens yes. into people. Yeah, tiny snakes. Uh, the tiny snake-like aliens, and there's a scene with one of the snake-like aliens at the back oh, of his yeah. throat, and that just made me like, oh, it kind of gave me the dry <laughs> heave. It's horrible. Um, uh, Stacey Keach is good fun in it. Um, when he first gets his ridiculous long flowing yeah. locks, and he's so proud of them, and he feels that that makes him more masculine and more, <laughs> more just obviously more self confident. Yeah. I think he plays it really well. Um, the weird one to see was Sheena Grinch, Easton. Grinch moves to Sheena Easton, yeah. <laughs> like with the ropeiest American accent. It is very ropey. It, 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 it goes it up and down, like through like English oh. to Scottish to. Glaswegian or Glaswegian to like American again, and it's real. Like, where are you going, Sheena? Like, where, mm. where are you taking us in this wonderful <laughs> journey of accents? Yeah, she should have just done a Connery and just, just stuck with her accent. Yeah. I'm a person who's moved uh, to America. She went, went, to the mouth. She went uh, represent, represent. Just what's he called? Uh, Russell Crowe in Robin Hood. She went for Russell Crowe in Robin Hood, who's I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> Irish, Scottish, and Australian simultaneously. Yeah, just do what Sean Connery does. You're from Spain, you're Scottish. You're Egyptian, you're Scottish. You're Russian, you're Scottish. Russian. You're Scottish, you're possibly English. So, like, you're from, you're from Chicago, and you're Irish, you're Scottish. Just do that. Just keep it like that, because Aye. Sean Connery probably just walks inside and goes, I'm not fucking doing it. To be, to be fair though, he, what he, did that's they, not um, a Scottish accent what he's doing, that's just a Sean Connery accent, it's just a weird thing. So, what did we think of the comedy in this one? Does it land well? Like, yeah. I quite enjoyed it, there's a bits where, where Stacey Keach is trying all these different remedies and he uses, I, can't, I don't know what, he called, what it's called, like patch yeah, yeah, hider yeah. or something, <laughs> yeah. which is essentially spray paints his head and the sweat's coming off and it's running down. She gives him a kiss in the head and he's just yeah, yeah, whacking yeah, stuff yeah. over her mouth from it and just kind of wee bits like that. I thought Debbie Harry was good in it as well. She seemed like, again, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. having a good time just over, just being a bit OTT with everything. Um, what did we think of the humour in it, wise then? Just yeah, I thought it was, I thought right. it was fun. There's, there's, 
there's a mo- it's quite fun to see Stacey Keach because he's generally quite a quite a serious actor. When you see him in these kind of films, someone's like, he's in, he's, he's in Tombstone, isn't he? Tim, in Tombstone, pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. He's not kind of known sort of being sort of a kind of a hard man, sort of like angry sort of actor, but uh, always kind of playing quite aggressive, kind of like de- like demanding sort of guys. But um, I thought he was really enjoying himself. There's a bit when he gets his long, and he's in a hairdresser and he's got the long flowing hair. It almost, like, it almost reminded me of the bit in The Wizard of Oz with the curly lines getting his hair done. So he's, got his kind of, he's got sort of ringlets in his hair and like, and all, these, all these people <clears> looking at him like, just like, oh my God, look at his hair. Yeah, but it's, it's, one, it's, it's one of the first two, because this hair and then the one we'll come on to in a, in a little bit, uh, with the eye, it, they're both mm. been um, parodied in Simpsons, Fears of Horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and also yeah, that, that yeah. We'll, we'll talk about in the next one, but I thought they were just, I thought it was really funny. I thought it was like very daft. There's, there's, there's a, a kind of moment where David Warner at the end, and there's like really like this sort of really badly, like, got make up big eye, big finger, as this sort of tiny wee sort of worm mm-hmm. snake thing goes on his fingers. Like, that's like, it looks so cheap, but I love it so much because it looks so daft and like. Yeah, and it's almost obviously aliens. They've obviously come down to like suck the blood out of people, which is quite funny. But I see Debbie Harry. It's always good to see Debbie Harry and some kind of coming off. I think off a video dome as well. Like she's, I like seeing like these sort of musicians or people are not kind of normally known for these types of films to come in and do these kind of types of roles. And she's like very sort of like weird sort of like ditzy brunette. Very overly sexual, mm. like a nurse. You would kind of like, yeah. you know, if you said, "Oh, I want to have a nurse in the fifties, that's what they would probably be like." It's kind of like very sort of um, busty and sort of like very kind of like Aye. overly um, horny, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Aye. I was thinking there's Stacy Keach is one I always get mixed up in. I was just having a wee scan through there. More for the, I think, the voice, maybe in later life. Powers, Powers yeah, Booth. Yeah. I was having a think there. I think Stacey Keach maybe played his character in A Day to Kill For, I think Powers Booth. Oh, right, was really? Dead. Well, wait, no, he wasn't. He was in it. Senator Rourke, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm making it up. But I just seen he was in, both, both of them were in that. So I just assumed. Um, but yeah, I was going to totally watch uh, one of his great cult movies, uh, Class of 1999. Oh, I love Class 99. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's a great bit in there where he's trying to intimidate somebody. He just stares at them with the most ridiculous haircut while having unbroken eye contact with a banana. It's like my life strategy. If situations go <laughs> tough, whip out a banana from your lunchbox and just stare at someone. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's never a, fun, movie, that's a fun movie to watch, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a blast. Class of 99. Check that out, then. Is that a comedy? It's kind of, it's kind of like a sort of, like, <laughs> sort of Terminatory sort of film with Pam Greer. Um, but it's, it's really right, fun. Okay. It's really, really yeah, fun. It, I think it's a trauma. Absolutely. It's a trauma. Is it a trauma film? Am I like making it up? I'm not sure if it's trauma, but it was put out by Vestron, so yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very fun. You watch it. It's and it's got a sequel. You need to check out as well. That's a prequel. Class of I actually do think as a class of nineteen ninety nine too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because there's one before that, like class of 1985, which is just ugly, and that, <laughs> and then class of 1999 too. 
How can you have a, I suppose obviously how could you have a class of ninety nine again? Obviously, then that one. Just ah, you think the class of two thousand, but no, it's class of nineteen ninety nine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the daftness of nineteen nineties films. Aye. Aye. Um, yeah, I, th- I think as as you said, his hair starts kind of like growing out through his arms. His skin's falling off, and it's aliens. Yeah, he looks like so. essentially it looks is. Like it's like a well <laughs> transformation in it as well. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. It's a good. It's um, a good sort of horror. Again, there's some good. Um, my hair's gone crazy. Horror movies. Yeah. Like yeah. a bad hair from yeah. a few years ago. That was fun. I need, I need to yeah. watch that. Right, okay. seen that one. Uh, mm. No, I've not seen that. All, 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 all over the recommendations that they hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think really that'll that'll do for that one. He turns out that basically the uh, the coroner has brought out a bunch of mush in a bag. And that is meant to be Stacey Keach's character, who mm. you don't see it, but suggested that he throws himself onto a motorway and then gets run over numerous times. And <laughs> that's that body um, <laughs> for the second, uh, second death. Um, fun enough. Probably the weakest of the yeah. three, I think, yeah, out of them. So the last one we're coming on to is, again, another transplant gone wrong. I, starring Mark Hamill as Brent Matthews, um, and randomly Twiggy, the model, as his girlfriend. Um, And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. They brought him into Damascus, where there was a certain disciple named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias... Arise and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house. And laying his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. Mrs. Matthews? Mrs. Matthews? Operation went smooth as silk. Brent's in recovery and should awaken it. Brent, who's Mark's character, plays a very successful baseball player involved in a car accident and forced him to lose an eye. Quite a gory scene of his eyes being impaled on a bit of glass or something. Um, Eye trauma. Eye trauma, yeah. Not nice. Um, Gets an eye transplant. Um... And he then starts... Which is another gory scene as well, mm. because it actually shows you the actual transplant going in, doesn't it? Yeah, aye. Um, and he starts seeing things. He starts seeing victims 
he starts seeing murders happen. He starts, I think there's a phase where he's a, a baby who's getting burnt by a cigarette. He sees bodies in his back garden and he's kind of a slow dis. Well, I say slow, it's a short but, um, a descent into madness. Um, this one, I, I, I think this was my favourite out of the three. It might not be the strongest or well, most well made, but I really enjoyed this one. Um, just because I think Mark Hamill's great in it, he plays it right up. Um, Without doing the Joker voice as well. Yes, yeah. I'm yeah. quite annoying with him. He just, I'm doing a crazy character. He's the, He's Joker, the Joker voice. voice yeah. yeah um, t- Twiggy, she's in it. Um, <laughs> she's, she's okay. She's there. Yeah, she plays a person. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I liked Mark Hamill going from the kind of caring loving, doting father, he's always about to become a father, father to be, um, uh, to, as I said, it, it, I say descent into madness, it's maybe even more possession, because I think he starts, yeah, to, what happens is the, turns out the eye donor is from an executed uh, murderer, and, does it say how they executed him, by the way? I don't think so. Because if they put him in an electric chair, I don't think that I would actually be there, no. <laughs> Yeah, maybe injection. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I don't know. 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 I don't possessed or it just he's getting enjoyment out of having witnessed what this guy who's John John Randall I think his name is um, has done in this previous life and he seems to be enjoying it I suppose it's a type of possession madness um, or maybe it's unlocking something in him but I thought Matt Camel was great in it and that's kind of what made me Certainly. All of the above, really. Mm, yeah, you know, one of those uh, help my new thing is possessing me sort of horror movie. Aye, aye, just yeah. a, a one one coat covers all sort of thing. Yeah, it's. I'm not sure about this one. This is the one where I kind of uh, it goes on too long. I think that that much is mm. is true, but I just don't think Mark Hamill's the right person for it because no, or like the way they've set it up. Because throughout all of it, he's just wearing the most midday TV chat show host jumpers. It's like Alan Partridge is, is being possessed by someone. It's just really weird. It weirds me out. Especially with that moustache. Yeah. That, that moustache, it, it's not a good look for him. I don't know. I don't know. I quite liked it. I quite enjoyed his moustache. Made it up to creep factor for him when he became a bit more like... Scared at the end, I'm like, oh, it's really creepy. But I mean, it goes full weird. Yeah, it's like it's, it's full weirdo. But I, I, I've enjoyed this this one. It does have come from again. It's another another episode of, of the Simpsons. You know when Snake gives up his hair when he gets close to the electric chair. Mm. I think Homer gets his hair and Aye. possesses him, um, which is quite fun. And there's also there's also talking about body bags. There's also body parts. With Jeff Fahey, which is where, where he gets the arm right. of a serial killer, <laughs> and the thing starts coming alive in the middle of the night, and like start, like, <coughs> like, like grab his neck and choke him out and choke his wife and all that. Right. 
it's very again it's one of his nineties movies is very very daft and I think they just went oh body parts look to see in the eye let's do that we'll and we'll just call it body parts <laughs> and then we'll not like to honest pretend we've got no, we've got nothing to do with it. I was like it's completely different we came up with this idea all on our own no influence it only came out like two years later on but it's definitely not nothing to do with body bags Aye. please don't sue John Carpenter I know you're not set this up but I've got to say because I don't know where else it'll come up or be relevant but I think 90s horror just gets way too much of a bad rap yes I agree yeah it just gets called like all the things under the sun like it's the worst horror, uh, decade for horror but no honestly there's some no. scream classics yeah Scream too. It's like some Mr. Cemetery it's... Man. Uh, yeah, well, Cemetery Ra- Man's amazing. Yep. Ravenous. Wishmaster. Mm-hmm. Well, are you being a bit generous <laughs> there? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it, there's, there's a lot of like, films like that. Like, um, what's it? It's, it's the dark, the dark half. Mm-hmm. As well, that's pretty good. King, it? Yeah. it was there, the rise of the decade where just just put a big monster somewhere. That'll do. Yeah, I love those yeah, movies. Like, Absolutely love them all. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all like kind of sleepwalkers and like watchers and all those kind of films that are just kind of very like almost sort of TV movies but uh, deep deep um straight to video stuff. Not deep impact. What's the one set on the boat? Is that nineties? Deep deep blue sea. Deep, deep blue rising. Sea. Deep rising with a monster. Is oh, deep rising. It's wild. Is that ninety yeah. nine? Maybe I think that's maybe ninety nine. I think that's a nineties movie. Yeah. Uh, Tree Williams. Right. But this I, is just the same. You know, yeah. it's got some cool ideas. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's like not like as well. I think the 90s kind of got called the bad decade because of all the I know what you did last summer style oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. Urban Legend and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah. all those sort of like uh, post slashes mm-hmm. the, like the slasher basically dying a very very slow death yeah mm-hmm. I think you can make what? a case as you're saying the night for the 90s I think the, the worst certainly <sighs> But I suppose it depends on what you watch as well. There would have been gems out there that we've missed. For me, I, I really didn't like the noughties era, but then there was also Wreck and there was also The Orphanage and things like that. But it was just, it was oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the decade of Hostel mm-hmm. and Torture Porn and shit like that, which I had yeah. no interest in. Generalisation really, isn't it? But It was the decade that gave us Eli Roth and that's just bad it's far no, too honest no. yeah. you could take him back <laughs> kept the receipt aye do you just send them back like fucking Marty McFly in the back put him in a box back, back to Amazon or wherever he came from so <laughs> aye so aye that was a wee bit of divergence again but that's fine um eventually this uh, basically the story ties up with Mark Hamill was trying to kill his wife acting as well as usual and he kind of overpowers himself he sees it looks in the bible i think yeah she tells him to read a passage i read a thing for the bible or something can't remember the full point of that um so he just stabs himself now a piece of shears uh, a pair of piece of shears a pair of shears uh, kills himself to save his wife and his unborn baby um I thought he could maybe could he pluck the eye out, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems a bit extreme. It's uh, both too long, and it feels like it's a like a feature movie crammed into about twenty minutes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Try to do a lot in the kind of time it has. Yeah, 
Aye, this could have done with maybe with being a touch longer in terms of discussing fully what they were they were trying to do. Yeah. But then, if then if it had been a feature movie, it would have probably been far too long and ponderous. But you'd have probably I mean, had more dead bodies, like people turning up to his house, he kills them and hides it in his garden or shit like that. And well, there's all sorts of weird things, like he sees like a naked woman in his his garden trying to climb out. Yeah, and it's just little bits like that. I think it could have really mined for the horror a bit better. Yeah, definitely. Um. So that was the same part three, uh, I, and the epilogue <clears throat> is back to the coroner, or who we think is the coroner, um, and it turns out the coroner's actually just a dead guy who's been standing up telling stories, a John Doe, um, and then we get a, a brief cameo from Toby Hooper and Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Um, ah, Tom Arnold, the ruiner of many, many good movies. <laughs> he's, he's not in this a lot. He basically starts nah. chopping up Carpenter into bits, and then we. Yeah. That's the end of the movie. Again. This, this strange talking about an anthology movie because you don't talk really about in terms of like movie structure and. Yeah. Certainly, in this one, performance-wise, they're all fine. Like it's a it's it's a movie that's been played for laughs. You say it's a TV movie, um, yeah. And there's not like plot twists near the end that affect what's happened at the start. But it's an interesting one just to kind of chat about in terms of that. Cool. If there was Master Flake, mm. it's mm. something that's definitely been coming back a lot more. Not not necessarily as. Maybe it's not as camp and not as um, laid back as this one in terms of the stories it's telling. But we've had Trick or Treat. Um, had, there was All yeah. Hallows Eve, which was quite a nasty one. The five VHS ones. Um, I think there's a couple Holiday. more as well. Holiday, Holidays is quite good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holiday Eight. Um, so yeah, it's something that's... The varying degrees of quality and success, but All Hallows Eve, no, no, sorry, Trick or Treat was a really good one. I really like that. Absolutely. It's excellent. Um, It's been slept on way too much, that one. Yeah. I think they were talking about Trick or Treat too. I don't know if that ever got made. Oh, it was such a stress on that. It was years and years. I think there's a, a comic book that they just did eventually. I mean, I don't know whether they're doing a sequel. Right. Okay. I mean, uh, what's the character called? Is it Sam, the little yeah. pumpkin head thing? The wee pumpkin boy. Aye. That's just a franchise. Aye. The, mer- yeah, the merch you could make out of that. It's just. That's money, baby. Aye, exactly. It's like plushy dolls that teenagers would buy of them, yeah. <laughs> like Funkos. Yeah, true, yeah. Aye, I'm surprised there hasn't been a follow up to that, but um, it's definitely, as we're saying, it's something that could be. Maybe we'll see more of it as well, because VHS 99 has had the biggest views on Shudder ever or something, or the biggest opening views on Shudder ever. Most streamed movie ever on Shudder. On Shudder, aye. I think Shudder's certainly the place, if we're going to see it, it'll be where it'll be. Um, They are quite happy, certainly, to give... Up and coming, as you said before, uh, Rob. Um, up and coming filmmakers, a bit of platform, maybe a bigger 
budget than what they would normally get. Um, I mean, uh, one of the people who made it has only done one movie before, uh, Flying Lotus. That was Kuso. Don't watch Kuso if you uh, squeamish, by the way. Right. <laughs> it's not gory, it's just very cooey. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, fluids. Lots Moist. of fluids. Yeah. Moist, lovely. Sure Moist, fluids, and headphones in. gooey and sticky. It's just... Aye. <laughs> <laughs> it's him... Um, He's a mucky yeah. boy. <laughs> so overall, I think body bags is a, a thumbs up all round. Rough, um, uh, again, it's quite difficult to find, though, for anyone that is wanting to watch it. That is the nature of those uh, TV movies. Mm. There were so many made in America in the eighties and nineties, and they just kind of got lost. Yeah, tear up any type of thing. Yeah, I mean these wee things you weirdly quite likely to find them on YouTube. Yeah. Because nobody Aye. cares about them. They just left to yeah, die, they, really. Yeah, they just do that by them. So, yeah, uh, as we're saying, that wraps up um, Body Bags uh, with David Norton. For our next episode, we are going to be going on to a Mark Hamill property. And it's not to a galaxy far, far away. It is to. Possibly the best iteration of Batman there's ever been, maybe. Best movie, yep. Batman movie. Um, it's the animated Mask of the Phantasm. We'll be getting Mark Hamill and all his Joker voice glory. Um, <laughs> Kevin Conroy. Um, been a while since I've watched Mask of the Phantasm, so I'm looking forward to going checking in on that. Um, Rob, thanks again for joining us, setting the episode in a row. Um, pleasure. Where can everyone find you? Find the podcast um, writing. You can find my writing on the geekshow.co.uk. Well, I'm a site editor. You can kind of find me occasional writing there. Um, you can find me, yeah, you can find me on uh, social media on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Uncut Robcast, where you'll find my podcast, um, Directors Uncut, which, uh, yeah, once every fortnight. Good stuff. What's your next one coming up on that? Um, at the time of press, it's part two of Alfonso Cuaron with uh, Itumama Tambien and uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, hmm. which is like the hardest turn in a podcast I think I've ever done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sexy Spanish movie to kids with magic. It's yeah. It's a path, I guess. And <laughs> um, Larry, where do you find yourself? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nowhere Larry. It's Nowhere for K. And I'm also started writing for the Geek Show as well, so you can find me there if you want to read some of my articles. I've got a few, couple more coming out in the next couple of weeks, so check me out there. And myself, you can find me at Nowhere Andy. Um, again, I've also done some writing for the Geek Show, so <laughs> <laughs> franchise now. <laughs> promotion for you, Rob. No, I'm getting up there. I'm getting up there. <laughs> um, and you can find the podcast at Where Is Nowhere. And we'll see you next time for Mask of the Phantasm. Catch you.
soon.